Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. Hi, this is Patrick Timpone, and uh, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. How you doing? Are you, really? No kidding. I knew that, I knew that was going on with you. Well, we're going to have fun this week. Uh, let's see who we have here quickly. Um, oh, we have a doc, Dr. Kiltz on tomorrow. Dr. Kiltz is a specialty in, um, 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 birthing babies, uh, fertility. He's a fertility dude. And he also just happens to be a big proponent of eating lots and lots of meats. And he's helping, he's helped a lot of people get fertile again just by getting off of Whatever. They're on and get on me. Um, and then, oh, Dr. Al Denenborough. Oh, he's a cool guy. Um, a primal health coach. He's into primal health kind of stuff. Balanced metabolic coaching, things like that. That'll be fun. That's tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, uh, Fred Dashevsky and the real world of money. Woo. How's your world of money going? Ours is okay. Adam's is okay. So yours okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Let's see what Adam Bergstrom's got to say. It's the first Monday of the month. Good morning, Mr. Bergstrom. How you doing? How you good doing? Good morning. How are things? You looking good? Super grubalistic, prosopunctacaceous. I like it when you're like that because that makes me feel good. And you are in California, and you told me right before going on the air... Something new is happening in your neighborhood. Do tell. The health department is knocking on doors to see how we're doing with our health. <laughs> oh, how good. is your health? Do they have a clipboard and everything? And you know? probably so. You know, and they're doing us such a good favor oh, because they they're are. checking on our health. They really. They want care. us to be healthy. They really care. So, so t- and vaccinated. Yeah, and back- <laughs> so seriously, have they have come to your place, or this is just what you've heard and read? Well, we're in the uh, Hedgerow High Wall neighborhood, so they're not coming here. That's ah, one good thing about where we are. You know, we're protected by Ellen and Oprah and Prince Harry. <laughs> I see. So they don't go to the elite's homes. They exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you- why we're in a little cracker box here in the middle of the neighborhood. <laughs> ah, good for you. That's a, well. You're in a good spot, right? You're in a good spot. It's a good spot because the rest of the area. You go out there, you're in danger. You know, they have all kinds of, they're still tracking people and all of that stuff with the cell phones and everything. Mm. So what's... what's We don't go anyplace with a cell phone. In fact, we have a dumb phone. A dumb phone. Me too. I don't even get to... People say, well, you've got my number. No, I don't. I don't have one of those phones. I just got a dumb phone. So you have to give me your number because I don't do that. Um, So what's the word on the street, the official word of why they're knocking on people's homes in California. They're interested in our health. Uh, yeah, I know. They is that want what, us to be healthy. Is that what they're telling it's people? for the public health. Is that what they're telling people? That's what they're saying. You know, it's so obvious. It's such a thin veneer no. of bakery, fake news. Are they actually asking people if they've been vaxxed and offering to get them vaxxed if they're not? You know, they didn't say that, but mm. I'm sure, I'm sure they're asking that. It's got to be yeah. part of their questionnaire, right? They got to be part, yeah. 
Now we've got monkeypox in the neighborhood. They oh, declared a, an emergency in San Francisco, yeah, and wow. the first case is just south of us, about 20 miles. And another suspected case very close to New York. I mean, Adam, this, this monkeypox is no more than, I don't even know, I don't, does it, is it even real at all? I mean, I don't think it is, is it? It doesn't look very serious when I've seen other countries' news reports. You know, they make it seem like these great big bumps like smallpox, but apparently that's a rarity. And, and plus, I, I think there's most evidence that even the kids, they don't catch small, or what do you call it, um, chicken pox from each other. It's just, a, it's just a rite of passage, isn't it, Adam, where they, they detoxify and put out these bumps and... That's what the I had them all. We, you know, we used to do parties to get everybody together. Remember the governor, the governor of Kentucky, did that with his kids and got all that flack. But then he went over to the COVID side when, <laughs> when that all happened. But he just got. I think he had four or five kids. He just put them all together with the neighbor. They all got the chicken pox, and that was it. I've had the measles, the chicken pox, the German measles, the mumps. It all works. Uh, yeah, something you got. Yeah, I mean, we want to, yeah, we want to have it all because who knows, you know, we want to have it all. When they withhold it like this, they are damaging the immunity of the human species. I mean, they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, they, they're stopping natural processes, basically, that are natural in our body. And the result, who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's really, really, really something that this thing just keeps rolling on. Huh? Man, you guys got any yeah, rain it's out a very, there? Very dangerous concept. The medical police state, the same thing happens every place in the world, even in the posed countries. And whether you're in China, you're in Russia, you're in Africa, you're in Zimbabwe, you're in South America. Same thing. That's what's really scary. It's the truly universal thing. Politics is different in all of these countries, but the medical police state is exactly the same. If you're in Africa, you'll get chemo. If you're in Russia, you'll get chemo. If you're here, you'll get chemo. That's pretty <laughs> scary when you really think about it. I know. And the, and the evidence isn't there to support any of the chemo stuff, is it? I mean, it just isn't there. No. You know, sometimes it works by shock. What they don't realize is you could get the same results by taking your car and crashing it into a wall and, su and sustaining injuries. Then the shock will be a counter shock to the cancer, just like tuberculosis has cured cancer, pneumonia has cured cancer, many diseases have cured cancer. Well, they don't tell you that. They say radiation is the only way you can do provide this counter shock and kill cancer mm -hmm. and it's total mm -hmm. baloney it's just a bunch of baloney but i'm sure it's organic nitrate free baloney i mean it's profitable baloney <laughs> from my class from the motion picture baloney. profitable baloney adam Bergstrom is the caretaker along with his his significant other vibrant gal of two websites solartiming.com and sunsinknutrition.com. And Adam, show your little logo there for solar. Here we go. I had to find it. <clears throat> That's all the books, solartiming.com. You got lots of ebooks, right? A lot of ebooks. 
lots of ebooks. I revised two of them. The uh, when the sun's uh, when the sun sneezes, the earth catches a cold, and SunSync Nutrition Simplified. Hmm. Sunsynchronized Nutrition Simplified is now uh, expanded and revised. When the sun, what is that? When the sun sneezes. It expanded uh, new covers, beautified. Uh, uh, Fix the interior, and uh, anyway, that's what I've been doing. It's been a, been a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, well, it's great. I have a sore butt. It's called laptop butt. When you sit in a chair all day, <laughs> I know. I need more booty down there. I don't have enough booty. <laughs> I get up and rebound there at least once an hour. I put a little timer, you know, just. Ding, 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 get up and jump around for five minutes just so I don't go crazy, you know? It's like, whoa, it's easy to do, isn't it? Really. Yep. Good idea. Now, one thing that's open is uh, while the landlords are gone, we're taking care of their gardens, which are extensive. They have a lot of food down there, so we're the waterers. I'm the, the naked gardener. You're the naked gardener? Do you got we naked? got high walls here. What the heck? Yeah. Might as well get naked, get some sunshine on your booty. If you have a question uh, for Adam Bergstrom, there's a couple ways that you can uh, get involved in the programming. 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. He's been at this a very long time in the business and worked for health food stores. Has had about 400 different jobs, about almost <laughs> as many wives, so he's got a lot of experience with stuff. And uh, he's a great researcher and uh, writes a blog, uh, Adam's blog on One Radio Network every few days. And uh, he's got all his ebooks on solartimey.com. And you can also join up on Sunsink Nutrition. And that one's what? Uh, 99 bucks, right? For, for the, the rest of your 99 life. 99 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. For the color recycling, bunch of things, lots of blogs there too, and, and food lists and time of day, how to track down what time your area is in true time, not fake time, not banker's time. Yeah, man. I don't know why I'm about an hour and a half off, but I guess it's just normal. We're kind of off here in Texas, right? They just manipulate time so they can mess with astrology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Astrologers have to have all these complicated ephemerides and everything to uh, compensate for this and compensate for that. But also, anyone interested in biology has to mess with that too now. They just like messing with us, dude. That's all, you know, that's what it's about, right? What can they we do love mess to mess with, with us. <laughs> that's their job. <laughs> what can we do to mess with you now? Okay. What can we do today to make life more miserable for the population? Um, let's see. Um, you wrote me something on this whole meat thing. You said, um, oh, Ray Pete. You, this was a quote from Ray Pete. You said, if meat consumption, because you know I've been looking into a lot of this more meaty things for my life, and if meat consumption, consumption rather, and the U.S. contributes to very high cancer rate if it clearly isn't the quantity of meat consumed, but rather the quality of the meat. So says Ray Pete. Well, that would make sense, right? I don't think there's any evidence that people eating a lot of meat could cancer. There's just no evidence to that. So people, um, what do you think? People just getting bad meat, like salami with nitrites or whatever? 
bologna and salami and yeah they put all kinds of additives in it definitely <laughs> and that's one of the major problems you know we as scientists have said actual scientists uh we have been raised to eat the good the bad and the ugly that's one reason humans uh survive you can be a vegan you can be a total carnivore you can be whatever you want no other animal can do that try and turn your cat into a vegetarian or other animals or a cow into yeah, a meat eater it ain't well. going to work no. but human beings have lived past 100 whether they're vegans whether they're vegetarians attitude we have something in our brain that can actually control our destiny animals don't seem to have that yet maybe they've got i think they have initial beginnings of it because they have esp you've heard of dogs traveling two thousand miles to catch up with their owner how the heck did they do that cats will do that aboriginal tribes do it all the time cats will do that too they get lost and a year later they come back it's like where have you been? Where have you been, man? Once we learn language, we lose eidetic imagery, which means when we're kids, we can look at a photograph and it stays like a photograph. And you can ask a child, what do you see? And they can look at the photograph in their mind. We lose that ability. We have to remember, oh, there's a vase, there's a this, there's a that. Hmm. It goes away for almost everyone at six, except some people retain it. I've met people who can read a book just like this and then remember the pages hmm. yeah I, I have a friend of mine he, he used to, I, I watched him and he would do a book like um, turning the pages you know like and he and I, I asked him he said he gets about mm, 80% you know 80% it's crazy yep. that'd be I'd like to do that I had a friend uh, named Don Berter who could do that. He, when I managed the Phoenix Metaphysical Bookstore in Houston, Texas, not in Phoenix, it was about the bird, uh, he would come to see me. And if I had a customer for maybe for five or 10 minutes, he would go over and read a book <laughs> and come back. I said, you read that entire book while I was writing out this order for a customer? Yep. I, I think it's, isn't it... Um to really dig into that idea, I, I think, may, I may be wrong, but that that we actually have a impression somewhere of everything that we've ever seen, kind of, kind of like a, is that how it works? Kind of like a camera with film. And it's there, it's just there. That's crazy. Some people call it the Akashic Record, whatever it is, it's we somewhere. have it. Yeah. Hypnotists draw it out all the time. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah, they do. Even if you have damaged brain cells, they can go in and get that stuff out. Adam, what I've been working a lot with lately, I always call in my uh, spiritual masters, my teachers, when I'm writing a screenplay and I get real quiet. That's why I can't even do coffee when I write. I just, I gotta have to get like sink into Nowsville, you know? And I'm so, I'm so tender and, and, um, and uh, delicate that a little bit of caffeine doesn't work well for me to do screenwriting. I should have got some for the show, but I forgot. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and I, I get more of the feeling that I'm looking at this idea that, you know, what's the old saying, Adam, that there's nothing new under the sun, that everything that's ever been created has been created, right? If it's just now, 
it's not like the screenplay is going to be done tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. So it's got to be done now, right? So I, I, I think about it in terms of where I'm just looking at the finished script and, and I'm allowing that to come in and that's what transfers to the page when I'm, when I'm, does that make sense? When I'm really good at it, when I'm, when I really can, it takes a lot of focus for me and uh, really, but it, I think it's exciting work to look at it like that. My mentor, Donald Lay, said that often. There's really? nothing new under the sun. Mm. He said he didn't invent anything. He just put the puzzle together. Mm. Yeah, nothing new. Nothing new. That's why I think Van Gogh said something like, um, good artists borrow and great artists steal. Because all these, <laughs> all these images and ideas and everything is out there. It's all out there. And people grab them. And, you know, we don't know much of anything. You know, you can... You can trademark this or that, but um, for the most part, it's just all fair game, you know. It is. Uh, you know, the electric bulb was uh, uh, supposedly invented by Edison, but a German guy on the exact same day invented it. So how, where that was right? that in the field? Is that right? If you have an idea, you better uh, promote it right away. Better get because it Because otherwise, someone else has thought about it somewhere, yeah. and maybe multiple people. Do they do anything about it? That's the difference. Yeah. Um, the, it's been many cases where um, musicians have come up with the same melody. And, you know, you know, as, as you know, in music with all these notes, melodies are incredibly unique, like snowflakes, right? You know, but they have, and they do, and they get taken to court and the whole thing, and Definitely. Uh, Swami Nitty Gritty was a big fan of jazz. Oh. He said to develop psychic abilities or intuitional abilities, listen to jazz and always try to get one note ahead of what they're going to play. Oh. And so he would have me sit in front of a, a radio and listen to jazz for hours. Isn't that interesting? I never thought about that because jazz is just a, a stream of consciousness kind of a thing, right? Stream of consciousness, you make it up as you go. It's kind of like rapping, real rapping, not memorized rapping, where you just come up with an answer spontaneously. Uh -huh. yeah. It's very difficult to do, and most of us have these pre-programmed phrases, and it's really hard for people to do either jazz in music, jazz in art, or jazz in speech. Hmm. Do you think we know what we're going to say before we say it? I think so. Uh, I, Maharishi did. You know, when I was into TM, he said, these thoughts bubble up from the bottom, wherever. It could be the top, the bottom, wherever. Where there is no space. There is no time. So who knows where they bubble up? But they bubble up. And then we just open our mouths and take credit for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In deep meditation, I really look at that sometimes. And you can see it. And it's just fascinating. You know, it's like... It's just like it's just like they're just there, you know, a state of consciousness, and uh, just it's fascinating. Anna Bergstrom is with us, and if you'd like to be on the show, come on, join us. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick One Radio Network dot com. This is from um, don't have a first name. Olive oil, olive oil hmm? is the only oil that will go through your stomach into your intestines. Is that true? 
Do you have any comment concerning castor oil? I was convinced that putting castor oil packs in my liver would cause the oil to go through the skin and help my detox my liver. Any truth to that? Yeah, it does. Castor oil packs, it goes in, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I'm not sure if it goes all the way through into the gastrointestinal tract like uh, olive oil does, but it's very curative. I mean, whole books have been written about it, and Edgar Cayce was a big fan of it, of course. The Palma Christi Mm -hmm. is the original book, and now a lot of books have been written even by doctors. Sure, sure. But do we think on the outside, Castrol packs work, so they got to soak in. I mean, Cayce used them, right? He put... He most put a castor oil pack on everybody, their stomach or and their intestine and their, their liver, right? And put them on their liver. If it doesn't do it directly, like when we get vitamin E and testosterone and a lot of other things in our body, it's done in a series of steps. Like they used to say, Oh, don't take a shower after you get vitamin D because it'll wash off your skin. But that's not true. That's not true. The vitamin D goes directly into the lipoid center, into the hemoglobin, into the blood, and into the lymphatic system, and it's gone. You, you can wash right afterwards because the epidermis is not where the action happens. It's right below in the dermis. In fact, there's an entire fourth autonomic nervous system there called the paraadrenal system. So you think you're, you're speaking of vitamin D from the sun where people think that after a sun you have to can't wash off but that's not true no it, 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 uh, you can't wash it off because it's already gone because <laughs> it's in a two-step process involving melanin melanin is a heat transformer it can it's like a step down transformer it takes uv rays which would kill us if uv rays went even a quarter of an inch into our body actually a lot less we'd be dead but it converts it to red and infrared energy. Hmm. Red light can go through you. Ever shine a flashlight through your fingers? Yeah. It's always red. If it was orange, you'd be a dead person. <laughs> you'd be in the astral plane. <laughs> uh, I, I, that, when you said the word melanin, it kind of triggered something. I've been, um, you know, Dr. Jennifer Daniels was recommending black squid ink this ink from a black squid because um, she said it it helped with neurotransmitters and you know me I don't sleep much so I thought well that might be fun so I got some and it's pretty it, it kind of tastes like a real salty thing like real salty thing not not terrible and I've been taking it a teaspoon a couple times a day for maybe a week the only thing I've notices my poop is black other than that i haven't <laughs> i haven't noticed anything else you know have you ever heard of black squid ink but anyway i was looking up i googled what are the benefits of black squid ink squid ink evidently it says a lot of different things but one of it is increase melanin what does that mean melanin melanin is actually necessary for life oh. it's in everything Every colored animal and plant you see, when you see an oak tree, that's melanin. Is that right? When you see, when you see a, a vegetable, any coloring has melanin in it. It's the universal pigment. And it's not just involved in getting a tan. It's involved in so many life processes that hmm. we couldn't live without it. Even peacocks have melanin. Hmm. It forms different colors. Melanin isn't just 
brown. It, it, gray hair is melanin. Melanin is everywhere. And it's ignored totally because there was a racist thing going on. You know, oh, black people have melanin. Something must be wrong with it. Mm, yeah. But actually, white people have it. Black people have it. Red people have it. Yellow people have it. So, melanin is life. So it's a hormone? It's a hormone? Well, it's, it's a lot of things. <laughs> it's a hormone, one of, the, one of the things, a neurotransmitter, uh, hmm. a step-down transformer, you name it. Hmm. Well, it's maybe necessary I'll, for life. Maybe it I'll, floats around in space. Oh, maybe I'll keep taking it then. I mean, it's it wasn't expensive, so I thought, well, I'll try it. And it's kind of like a, a real nasty kind of a mm, fish eggs kind of thing. But it's just, and evidently the black squid thing, the squid squirts this in the in the water to confuse uh, the predators or something like that. So somebody got it's to, a gallbladder. It's a it's a it's his gallbladder. Exactly a gallbladder. How have you done? That's all it is. It's a gallbladder. Gallbladder does the same thing. Has the same kind of bile. It's very very much related to uh, to bile. They have a cuttlefish. Uh, they call squid, cuttlefish. Octopus, yeah. All yeah, this yeah, they call it cuttlefish too. How have you done? By the way, something interesting I found out recently yeah. that uh, they they generally don't kill octopus and eat it right away because the tentacles keep moving <laughs> afterwards. Okay. Well, the squid, you can do that. They eat squid right after it's killed because the tentacles stop. Someone oh, should investigate the neurology of that. Yeah. Maybe Dr. Steve Shiver would. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Know. Steve would know. So, so, he um, would know. So squid and octopus are this different things. Quite a bit different, okay. yeah. They look uh, the same, and but if you really look at the geometry of them, they're quite a bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we used to get squid. I haven't bought it for a while, even at the HEB, and then, you know, little pieces like this, they call it octopus, I guess. It's pretty good, pretty good tasting. It's, uh, you know, I, I need to try some more. I haven't, I haven't eaten it in a while. I never have been a uh, fan of anything but tuna fish. Tuna fish, <laughs> oh, you were. <laughs> and fish. You just like uh, the mayonnaise, dude. That's all you wanted. It was the mayonnaise. Uh, you know, it's true. If you gave me plain tuna fish, I wouldn't eat it. I had to have the mayonnaise because there was something about the combination of the flavors. Just like when I eat avocados, I need olives with it. I can't believe with all the tuna fish that you ate, you didn't get yellow fats. Crazy, right? You. Did you get all yellow fats? When oh, you? I have I have yellow fat disease still. Do you? I'm still suffering from it. A, a new range of symptoms has hit now. I got rid of the edema. I got rid of the uh, the uh, sensitive butt, the sensitive gums, a whole bunch of other things. But you know, it's there. I'm I'm packed with lipofuscin, and the idea is to rotate the cells out so the new ones don't have it in. Yeah, you can't you can't really squirted out of the cells it's there like furniture that's uh, affixed to the floor but It'll when the cell out. dies yeah. new cells come in and if the cell if our cells don't die we die yeah the whole rotation of the cells think of ourselves as a vortex in water no one believes the same water is in there a minute later but you have a geometry of something we're the same way we're brand new on one atomic level every second Every split second. Yeah, just our state of consciousness is just now, 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 now. So, so, but you liken this all to, or credit it, or debit it, whatever the term is, to the mountains of tuna fish that you ate for years. 
I ate mountains of it. No, I was a I was a strict vegetarian for 14 years, so that probably saved me <laughs> because I didn't eat any fish or uh, I think I ate eggs though because I believed I needed eggs to survive. Then after a while, though, I forgot about the eggs and survived. I did notice a weakening of strength. Now some people gain strength. William Bankier was a vegetarian. He could lift an elephant. Yeah. Harness lift an elephant with a rider. Go it. figure. How many tons is that? Hmm. No one, I think, has ever duplicated that scent. Did we answer this question on castor oil? Because you and I can get off on a tangent quickly. Um, I was convinced that putting (laughs) castor oil... Yeah, well, I do it too. I was convinced that putting castor oil on my liver would cause the oil. Yeah, I think we did. They were just uh, wondering about castor oil, if that was really We did. Real. It works. You know, the mechanism is questionable, but it works. It works. Castor oil, uh, I've told you the story when I was a teenager, even getting the, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the, the refined one. I had two moles right here and two prominent moles with one with a big black hair growing out of it. And I put castor oil on it. Within one week, they were skin colored. The hair stayed there for another few years, and then the hair went away. I could see the raised bumps, even though it didn't look like a mole, but I could see it when I get up with a magnifying glass, uh-huh. and now I can't find them anymore. So castor oil, I'm a big fan of castor oil, and yeah. I've used it afterwards to get rid of molds. This one won't go away. It's my nemesis. I shrunk it in half with <laughs> Well, you're, just, you're just a young kid. You still have a lot of time for it to go away, you know. It takes a long time to get young these days. Um, <laughs> you can see on, on the video shows, on your shows, this thing goes gets twice as big and then it gets Is off. that right? I the did. last time someone said, what's that barnacle on your cheek? <laughs> and so I went and put castor oil on it and half of it dropped off. So, I still and now put, it, then it grew I, back and I put progesty on it this time oh, you and pro- it dropped progesty. off again. Hey, I've been doing, uh, you mentioned it, I've been doing the oil pulling, coconut oil with the progestes in there. That's kind of fun. I don't know what it does, but it's fun to just do stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I do it every day, do you? sometimes for an hour. Do you swallow it then? I swallow it. Me too. Might as well. Castor oil is a people good People are horrified. You swallow your saliva? Well, people drink their urine, and people have other people's feces pumped up their butt. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let's not go there right now, but, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I know. It's like, why would you do that? Um, that's funny. And so it's really bad if I swallow my saliva? Now, exception to the rule, if you say something, you swallow your words, and you have to live them. So... If I say something inappropriate, I say cancel, cancel, cancel three times and spit it out. <laughs> yeah. I like to erase it. You know, I, re- I erase things sometimes when I buy into something weird. You know, I'll just, okay, no, I'm done. And then I'll just erase it and I'll erase it on my subconscious and my conscious mind and that's it. Whatever you do. That's a good strategy or visual vis- system yeah, whatever. gets involved with All it. Right. And if you feel that it's working, it works. It really does. I, I know it seems It does. Weird. Once you truly feel it, it works. Yeah. I think the feeling in these things is really important, isn't it? Feeling, you know, like knowing it's going to rain, feeling it's going to rain, feeling the rain, and, and um, 
That's where people make a big mistake. They say there are emotional traumas. There are no emotional traumas. It's cognitive traumas. The emotions work fine. It's the thinking that gets in the way of the emotions. The mouse whisperer, Jake uh, Pansep, he proved that. He proved that the all, all of the the, uh, the emotions work fine. They're for our protection. There's there's seven basic emotions, but war is not an emotion. War is a cognitive thing. You can't find it in anger. You can't find a problem in joy, in play, in fear. You can't find it anyplace. It's a total cognitive uh, conception. So emotions are fine. Emotional traumas do not exist. Cognitive trigger events do exist because our mind is the problem. Hmm. So yeah, you want to lose your mind. Yeah, the mind is the mind is more um, often on a mental plane. The emotional plane is more astral, right? More astral plane, and it's a different deal. So if you're afraid of something, that's a mental thing, and that can cause a trauma, right? Right. Otherwise, uh, emotions, think of emotions working. There are many people who uh, love pain. So is a masochist, is that a mental problem? Is that an emotional problem or a physical problem? Because how do you, how do you punish a masochist? Don't punish him. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can do to a masochist. <laughs> there are nightclubs in L.A. where people take meat hooks and they pay to hang on meat hooks oh, good. all night. Really? There's a guy who went over a prominent canyon where the Hollywood sign is mm-hmm. with meat hooks on a clothesline all across the canyon. Well, Proud of it. It takes all kinds, Adam Burks. I mean, it just takes... <laughs> and a lot of them are in California. <laughs> they moved to California. Uh, several times Adam mentioned um, low linoleic acid soybeans However, maybe this is only not the whole story. The real reason why they want to make this product is that manufacturers want to extend shelf life of processed foods, partially hydrogenated soy oil, soy oil and partially hydrogenated linoleic acid. Omega-3 is not good. So to avoid the hydrogenated Monsanto wants to reduce linoleic acid in soybeans. But it does not mean that a good quality linoleic acid is bad for you, does it? Ha, ha, ha. That's so funny. Monsanto has got people duped. They've been in the yellow fat disease business since the 60s. They've known about it. They make ethoxyquin to do that. And their their so-called substitute for uh, hydrogenated oils is even worse. (laughs) They have taken... They have... They promote omega-3 fatty acids. Those are really good. But linolenic acid, that's bad. Linolenic acid will kill you. And that's the same thing if you look it up. But sheep bots will not do that. They will not see that linolenic and omega-3 are exactly the same thing. It's like phytates and IP6. Phytates are bad, but IP6 is good. It's the same thing. You avoid it in your diet, the phytates, but... You buy it for $40 a bottle at the health food store. The same thing with, uh, they advertise it as uh, high uh, oleic acid soybeans. But what they really do is they have three patents. Monsanto had the three patents of taking the linolenic acid out, 
Why? Because it kills salmon prematurely with yellow fat disease and it gums up fast food machinery. So that's why. You ever try to fry with fish oil? <laughs> I don't you can't even do it. Well, yeah, I don't even know what fish oil is. What is fish oil? Well, it's the grease from a fish. Hmm. Camel drivers in ancient Greece used to, in ancient Syria, they used to rub fish grease all over their camels because they kept the flies away. Oh, good. It works, so it has uses. I'm for omega three oils if you rub it on your camel. If you rub it on your camel, I've been, I've been, uh, I get some grass fed tallow. I've been using that to sear my meat. You know, it's pretty fun. I like the taste of that. Boy, I'm beginning to become. I think I'm beginning to become a fataholic. I really like fat. You know, animal fat. Whoa. I'm a fat boy. I oh, ate I do a good. stick of butter during the Second World War, <laughs> and it was our entire ratio. So my, my parents didn't get any butter all month because of me, the piggy boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think fat's... I crave that. Ray Keith's not much of a fan of it, and it no. can be problematical. Even some of the uh, saturated fats, particularly palmitic acid, more than some of the other fats. Stearic acid's mm. okay, and uh, but anyway, it is what it is, and uh, people can eat fat and live past a hundred. I watched a really interesting video a listener sent me because of my interest in the whole carnivore thing. And it was these two guys, they called the Bearded Butchers. They're really cool. And they took two different cows and they hung them on a hook. And they cut them up. And you should see the way they cut them up. Amazing. I mean, these guys have done it a lot. And they cut them up and they made their, you know, their ribeyes and their T-bones and their sirloins. And, and I think there's four different cuts, isn't there, with beef and have and they cut them up side by side, and wow, and they had grass-fed, grass-finished beef, and then grass-fed and grain-finished beef, and they weren't saying one was better than the other, they like them both, because they have customers that like both, but they just wanted to show people the difference. Whoa, and the grain-fed has a lot more fat, lot more fat, which is what I like. I, I, I like a fatty piece of meat, you know, because it tastes better. And um, I wonder, can you get, I guess you can get grain-fed beef that is organic, grain, organic grains? You can. Could you? You, you can uh, give them uh, grains. Uh, many times, so-called grass-fed beef is really finished off with grain. They don't tell you that part. Yeah, but they're you not supposed to, have, uh, to, aren't they? Aren't they supposed to, if they say grass-fed, grass-finished, supposed to be the deal, or do they have real... I think they have to say grass-finished or something like That's that correct. to be specific. And That's sometimes grass-fed is really grass-fed without saying it. But, yeah, H-E-B but they, has some product where, where they say grass-fed and grass-finished. And I think they love to work with uh, terms to yeah. confuse the public. Uh, well, no, I th theoretically it's supposed to be the way it is on the label, but who knows? But so I wonder: Do you think that if you couldn't find, it's like, say, if I want to have more grain finished beef, but couldn't find organic, do you think that that having grains that weren't organic could be an issue for me to eat? Uh, an issue, but. Not a huge Not a showstopper? Issue, it would Not be an issue, yeah, because they use all these chemicals and you never know what they're going to put in the cows because they can put anything in, basically. Yeah. And they often do. Well, you can find, 
You can find natural meat where they don't use antibiotics, you know, and stuff like that, but it's not organic. So maybe that would be the way to go. Right. They're like a natural butcher shop yeah, a lot of yeah, them exactly. Now we have one in Santa Barbara, but they keep crashing the windows <laughs> because they don't like meat. <laughs> right here down on the on Haley Street in Santa Barbara, they keep on breaking the window of the meat organization. Because he's a he's a private meat dealer, not a wholesale. He doesn't work for Amazon or Whole Foods right. or any of these corporations. So that, they break his windows. That's another reason why I think it may be a good idea for me to eat more meat because they are demonizing meat the world over. They want to convince people that meat is bad for you. So I always do the opposite of what they say because generally they're just lying. They want us to eat grubs and worms and grasshoppers yeah. and crickets. And, and crickets. <laughs> that's probably what Bill Gates is doing. He's growing crickets out there on his farmland. Can you imagine? And growing beef for himself, of course, mm-hmm. along with Ted Turner and his bison. God, it's crazy, man. But he's for population uh, being re- reduced, yeah. even though he has five kids, you know. He can have five kids. Everybody else, forget about it. If you're poor, don't have any kids. But if you're one of the elite, have 11 or 12. <laughs> Patrick, where'd you get the black squatting? Oh, I just did Amazon. Yeah, it was organic. I think they claim it's organic, or maybe not. I just bought the cleanest one. wasn't expensive. You know, good old Amazon. Uh, Adam Bergstrom is here. Yes, no, maybe. Uh, Chronobiotic Nutrition is the name of his book. And you can get the, he still has some some uh, hard copies where you can go email Adam. Um, they can email you, right, Adam, if they want to get a hard copy of the book. Is that right? A hard copy of uh, uh, yes, uh, no, yes, no, maybe we have it in paper book. Paperback, that's I what I mean. Paperback, yeah, that's what I mean by hard copy. To, can they get the what? Yeah, what's your email if they want to buy the book? That's uh, again, it is at solartiming.com. Oh. oh, just go to solartiming.com. Okay, cool. All right, yep, okay, stay there. We're going to take a little break here. One radio network.com. I don't know if you've heard us talking about Brandon and his great product. It is a uh, um, blue, uh, sorry, blue, uh, blue shield, and it's just really nice. It's a little cube that goes into your home. Let me get a picture of it here. Yeah, here it is. And it's, it's really quite good. It's an EMF protection device, and uh, um, it works with the cells in the body. Brandon will tell you about it here. We're talking with Brandon Amalani, and he is uh, the man who brings us the Blue Shield technology to keep us all those little EMFs from uh, doing harm to our body. Mr. Brandon, the Blue Shield is a really beautiful little cube, right? That's the main product. And how does this work? Well, the the cube essentially sends out signals into the environment that entrain the body. So the body is affected by all these electromagnetic fields in this in the environment. Uh-huh. And when Blue Shield's introduced into the environment, the body starts sympathetically resonating with it. And what we found over 30 years of development is that the body prefers the algorithm, the frequency range, the randomization of frequencies that are exposed into the environment, and the body stops attacking EMF or perceiving the EMF as a threat. And what this does is it normalizes white blood cell count, and it also starts to um, reduce inflammation markers from the body trying to attack the EMF. So essentially, what's happening is the body is basically renormalizing normalizing and reallocating immune power to the body and it makes the body stronger and more well regulated 
Good job, Brandon. That's an excellent explanation of how this technology works. It's called the Cube, the Blue Shield. See the ad on the front page. Use promo code ONE RADIO for a 10% discount. Get yourself one, take care of the whole house. That's Blue Shield right on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. I know it's like hotter than three hells, and all, as I used to say in Texas. They, they say in Texas, is it hot? Well, it's hotter than three hills out here. Well, I know it's hot where you are, but do you know, like in a month or so, we're going to start thinking about fall, and that's when it's going to start to cool off, and then, then, then you're going to want a sauna, and uh, my, so get one now, get set up, get it all set up, and uh, we don't sell as many during the summer just because people don't think about sitting in the hot sauna. Now I do because I'm crazy, you know. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> so get yourself a sauna. Uh, really, uh, check this out. This is from a Dr. Khan. Previously with cardiologist Dr. Joel Kahn, 35 years experience in cardiology. On your commercial break, you hit a hot button because I'm a giant fan of infrared sauna and the cardiac benefits. Tell us about uh, why you like these saunas for the heart. What does it do? In Japan, it's a traditional therapy of heart disease to even sick heart patients to sit for 15 or 20 minutes in an infrared sauna, then lie down and rest and hydrate for about half an hour. They call it WAON. W-A-O-N. It means soothing heat. And they've done research studies, like 30 of them in humans. Anti-ages your arteries and improves the strength of your heart, and it may actually prolong survival in sick heart patients. Anybody can just, again, go to the Internet, read about infrared sauna heart disease, or put my name there because I've written many articles about it. Now there's data coming out of Sweden and Finland because they've published some amazing data. The number of times a week you're in a sauna, number of minutes each time, you can just track out how long you're going to live. So very powerful therapy by being in, my favorite is an infrared sauna. Well, I don't know about you, but if the heart muscles and the arteries are happy, things are good. Very important. We promote the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. Special price. I got the special price right here. It is 1,295 Federal Reserve notes, such as they are, and backed by the full faith and credit, of the United States of America and their their trove of F-16s. I'm just kidding. Okay, so if you'd like to get one, the only way to do it is email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com, and I'll get you the best price ever, $1,295. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So regardless of where you live, just email me, tell me where you live, and I'll hook you up with the best price, and uh, you'll have it real soon. And so, yeah, get one now. Don't don't wait till the fall and everybody orders them. And you can just get it and be happy and get all set up. And, I, I, you know, I do it all the time. You don't need to wait till it gets cold, you know what I mean? I mean, you can if you want, but... Oh, oh, oh. Know the source on one radio network. Or as my Uncle Vito used to say, know the sauce. Uh, Adam Burke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Uncle Vito, he was something. Know the sauce with, with Adam Bergstrom. Have you guys gotten any rain out there? Yeah, a tiny bit, and it's cloudy. We're having global cooling here. Apparently, the rest of the country isn't so lucky, but 
we've been really comfortable fog rolls oh, in. that's great really nice it, today it's way out there you can see the big clouds where hmm. you can it's, it's a low fog right at the if you're at the beach you're in the fog up here we're not hmm. but there's high clouds yeah i saw on the news uh on the internet i don't have the news but where uh it was flooding in las vegas flooding I mean, what's that about? That's right. It's, what is that about? My, my brother's in that vicinity, too. He lives in Pahrump nearby. Pahrump? Pahrump? Pahrump. Pahrump? is where Art Bell used to live, and it's famous oh. for its bordellos. Oh, well, you know. No <laughs> the wonder. Mustang Ranch. No. The, the oh, one yeah. That, not the Texas one, but the Nevada one, where people flew in with their private jets, even. No wonder, well, no wonder Art Bell lived. To live to such a ripe old age, you know. Um, what what food or supplements would Adam recommend to heal a bad case of sour stomach, hmm. where a person's digestive tract seems to be irritated pretty much on any type of food, no matter what it is? Wow! If the, even if a healthy fat, carbohydrates, protein, his tummy doesn't is not happy, and such and the meals are not digested properly, causing a serious case of malabsorption and underweight. What do you think? Hmm. It's, they have to find the offending food. The offending food that they're eating makes it tough for any other food because I guarantee it is not all the foods. It's one food that sets it off. I got set off at one time by the only, one of the few times I had GERD, I stupidly experimented with a transition time by having cranberry juice and peanut butter and it set off where no food could go in my stomach but i figured out what the trauma was i resolved the trauma took me about two or three weeks back in 2003 i think and got rid of it Mm. find the offending food find the 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 trigger event emotional that's tied in with it and it will go away now one thing is i'm very fascinated with the research of dr william beaumont as i've mentioned before mm-hmm. dr richard dr beaumont was lucky enough uh to have kind of an opportunity laid at his feet in 1822 a man working for the john jacob astor uh, fur company happened to be in the vicinity of a shotgun that went off three feet away from his belly and opened up his entire abdomen with a huge hole intestines were hanging out lungs were hanging out ribs were broken and hanging out and fractured it was a big mess so when dr beaumont found him lying on the floor in a total butchered mess He figured, I'm going to give him drugs to make his transition easier. So he gave him the drugs and he went home. He came back to see the body. Guy's still alive. So he gives him more drugs. Comes back the next day. He's still alive. Puts him in the hospital. He's still alive. So finally, after the fur company fired him, they didn't have insurance back in those days, and the, the welfare was going out, He got donations to keep the guy alive because he realized this is an opportunity. A 12-inch hole was in this guy's abdomen. That's crazy. It healed around the edges. So he basically had a, a stomach with a view. And he realized, oh, my God, 
I can do experiments on this guy. So he hired him as a personal, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the guy who does a handyman, basically, a handyman. And, and he did all these experiments where he put every food in to find out how quickly it digested, under what circumstances, what the humidity was, what the weather was, what the wind was, what the temperature was, both in his stomach, out of his stomach, and everything. He did this for years. That's crazy. Basically, uh, St. Martin finally had to escape because uh, his wife was complaining. By the way, he gave him all kinds of mercury. He was loaded with mercury. He gave him all this food. And this guy with the stomach still mentioned, some people say he had 22 kids. The estimates go from 7 to 22. He lived, outlived the doctor by quite a bit. He did physical work. He just had to hold his stomach because it, when it was empty, uh, nothing was in it, so he didn't have to worry. But if he put any food in, he had to hold his hands over his stomach because it just ran out. Man, that's the craziest story I ever heard. <laughs> it, it's an amazing story. Amazing story. And uh, anyway, but all this stomach research was done that has never been duplicated. And so one of the things is you're, you're always going to find an irritating food or you're going to irritate it by taking cold liquids and stopping digestion or you're going to put something in there after you eat like say you eat a half hour later you're going to be mixing up it somewhat works but it's still messing up the old food with the new food if you don't chew foods one of the most amazing thing is a grape will not digest what happens to grapes they never digest so that's very interesting for carnivores to know that a grape, other fruit digests, an apple is a slow digester, a peach is a quick digester, but a grape can stay in your stomach for days and never digest. So if you don't chew it, it's going to come out in your feces. That's the rule with grapes. And yeah. yet look at all the grape cures. Now the juice, if you juice it all up, who knows how it works though, because it really doesn't digest, but it works as a grape cure. I saw a video. Oh, so what? What's the pH of our human stomachs? It's very low, right? It it, it varies from one point five to four point. Uh, so again, we have very variable stomachs, and it depends on uh, what you do. Another common mistake people make: the hydrochloric acid does digest the food. They want to make you believe it's a pepsin. Why? I can sell you pepsin in a little pill. I have to sell you hydrochloric acid in pint jars. Hmm. So, of course, the supplement industry is going to say, it's the pepsin, take papaya. No, it's the hydrochloric acid that does the work, the heavy lifting. Pepsin will not digest bone. You swallow a bone, your stomach's going to digest it. It's one of the easiest things to digest. Yeah, because bones are... Just fall right apart. Yeah, and, and this was proven back in the day. By the way, a common fallacy, smoothies will digest better. Of course they won't. It actually impedes digestion because you have to have a solid amount of hydrochloric acid. If you dilute it, is it going to be powerful? I mean, if you take uh, apple cider vinegar and dig dilute everything out of it, how's it going to do any work? <laughs> you have to, or as a preservative. 
I often take cucumber and pickle it. If I put a little in it, it's not going to last as long. If I put straight apple cider vinegar in, it'll last for years, even out of the refrigerator. So the stomach is the same way. And when people give you that garbage, oh, you have to have liquids. You have to have a smoothie. If your digestive is having a problem, it's nonsense. You know, I watched a, a video from a doctor. We're going to get him on. And he was addressing vegetarians idea that meat um, um, rots or ferments in your stomach and that's why you shouldn't eat it right on your bowels and that's not true uh, he's actually been proven with people with the ostomy bags you know uh, where they've taken these out and he talked to a lady and he he actually did some research for the lady who's emptied billions of ostomy bags and they put them on all for different things and she said she never saw a piece of meat. Never, ever in her thousands of ostomy bags. But she saw things like corn and peanuts and, and uh, what, oh, pieces of like cauliflower or broccoli, you know, stuff like that. But no pieces of meat. You can swallow a piece of meat and the <laughs> stomach will digest it. You can swallow a vegetable, it will never digest. It, it doesn't never digest. It doesn't digest. And it gets stuck it? and causes problems. Now, hmm. vegetables are fine. You just have to chew them thoroughly. You don't have to chew meat that thoroughly. It can cause a problem. It slows down the digestion. Fatty meat is a problem because fatty meat, the stomach doesn't handle fat well, so it has to bring bile up into the stomach from oh. the gallbladder. There's some problems there. But uh, but it'll still digest better than a whole vegetable. So anyone who eats vegetables needs to chew it very well. Remember Fletcher and Fletcherism? Chew your food so many times. Right. Uh, I've always chewed my food up to 100 times. My mother did too. Before I ever read the book, it was common sense to me that I'm not going to swallow chunks of anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, isn't that amazing about meat and, and vegetables? But that that's what the... The carnivores, the carnies, that's what they call them. Here are, that's what they claim anyway. Here's some, um, what are some things that people can do to reverse a gum line that is receding heavily due to unusually aggressive buildup of calcified dental plaque, tartar? Hmm. Blotting. But now the blotting brushes are seem to be hard to get. Someone, this is an opportunity for someone to restore the blotting brush because Dr. Phillips is not making them anymore. I was interviewed by recently by his uh, niece, some, someone like that, one of his relatives, a very nice person, and maybe she'll get things moving again. Yeah, Weston Price organization used to uh, carry them, but now they're not available anymore. And those are the only way. If you brush your teeth, you're going to lose your teeth. You, ha you can't brush your teeth, you must blot. And how do you blot? Exactly like a woman blots the lipstick on, on her lips. You take the brush, the blotting brush, and you just hold it in your mouth and chew on it. And then by capillary action, all the stuff comes out from the sulcus. The sulcus is where you go to the dentist and they say, oh, five millimeters deep, tiss, tiss, tiss. You better get a gingivectomy, a barbaric operation that doesn't do anything but make it worse. The gums can heal again if you blot. 
you take a blotting brush and you just go into the sulcus and it sucks everything out otherwise use dental floss what about the large part imagine a carpet like that you get the little edges what about the sides of the carpet along the front of the tooth and the front of the tooth they're loaded with stuff and it makes plaque and it makes calculus and it makes uh, your teeth fall out hmm. can't you buy blotting brushes today uh, apparently not I have a few stashed away myself that I got. Uh, some of them I got from Dr. Phillips himself back in the day when I was in Eau Claire, Wisconsin and first discovered the technique. In fact, his daughter actually studied with me in, in uh, muscle testing and solar nutrition and things of that nature. I think I brought some years ago when you first mentioned that, but um, I just I'm just Google blotting brushes for teeth. I bet they've got them, Adam. Here you go. As Philip said, if you don't blot, don't do anything to your teeth, you'll be better off. The people who brush their teeth most, dentists and school teachers, have the worst problems with their teeth. Why school teachers? They demonstrate to little kitties how to brush their teeth. They even have blotting brushes on Amazon. If they are for sale again, that's good because that's the solution. Well, and also the diet helps like I've talked about the cheddar cheese and the garlic and the onion and you take it at 6.15 during kidney time because kidney is responsible for putting the calcium in our body if you want more calcium notice that kidney one is at the bottom of the foot no other meridian starts there they start in the toes of the fingers but kidney one is meant for stomping if you stomp your feet like river dance then you're going to have good bones um, Lynn, why don't you send us where you bought a box? And so the blotting brush. Lynn says she just bought some. So, so, but you, you really think they they work? Huh? You really think they're good? Oh, I, I, I used to sell them. I've sold about a thousand of them or mm. more. <laughs> I used to keep them in my pocket, and then people would say, "What is that?" I said, "It's a blotting brush," and I'd go into my spiel. I would pay for my trips back to Houston round trip for my blotting brushes alone without doing my therapy and my workshops. And you're so. just putting them up there and it, what does it do? Yep, right up in your teeth. And it just sucks, whatever. Then when I stopped doing it, guess what happened? Actually, my mistake was getting a gold filling and not getting the rest of the magnesium, uh, the, uh, the mercury out and then getting uh, yeah. a battery. That's when you got that whole battery thing going on and messed up your teeth, huh? It's crazy. In the 90s, I could do I could do blotting workshops and said, wow, look at those teeth. Yeah, I'm going to get a no blotting kidding. brush. And they went that south, that far south just from the uh, the um, thing with the gold gold tooth. Wow. Yep. Oh, yeah. You set up a battery. Then It's the old experiment. When, when pennies were really made out of copper and nickels were really made out of nickels, you can make a battery like that. Well, the same thing with gold can be used in batteries, platinum, all of these things. They work electronically. Wow. So uh, I wish I'd had a mercury filling when I actually, what did I do? Yeah, I, I had a gold filling. I should have had a mercury filling. I'd probably still have my teeth, ironically. Yeah. Think of all the mercury people took before. Mercury was as common as X-lax is today. They took it for, if you had constipation, Give them uh, mercury, both in blue mask pills and in calomel, hmm. all these chemicals. They yeah. had, had so many mercury pills that they traced the Lewis and Clark meditation 
by the feces with the mercury in it. They knew it had to be them because the Indians weren't taking calomel. So they traced the whole thing all the way to the West Coast by doing the mercury trail. So, so, so it's, not as, it's not as poisonous as they say? As they say. If they say it, you know something's wrong with it. <laughs> it's, it's almost a 50%. Have you seen the, the guy now from The Lancet? He said 50% of all tests are bogus. I posted it on Facebook, and it's in a blog that I'm probably going to put on, on uh, one radio network huh. here soon. And then someone from the New England Journal of Medicine saying, same thing, it's bogus. And now guess what? Wikipedia is on their case. Oh, you mean these people to say that? You're talking about well, bl- blood tests. I'm an editor for the New New England Journal of Medicine. I'm the editor of the Lancet. I'm saying it, but no. As soon as you say something, you know. You remember on the COVID thing, they actually banned what is it? The American Heart Association. <laughs> so so oh so they're saying that the these all these blood tests, most of them are just not accurate almost uh, they're all Ravisi proves that the blood tests are all phony uh, you have to have a ratio you have to what do people mean by blood do they mean the red blood cell do they mean the serum do they mean the plasma do they mean the combination you need a reading uh, say you're low on potassium oh my god the person's low on potassium give them potassium that's because the potassium is hiding in the cell. A cancer cell and a person with cancer has 60% more potassium in there. Wow. They're diagnosed as low calcium. What do you do? You put more calcium in and you feed the cancer because the problem is qualitative, not quantitative. And they have no clue. Ask a person, I got a blood test. Did you get the red blood cell? Did you get the plasma? <laughs> did you get the serum? No, I just what got, did you get? I just got they the whole thing. clue. So, and then just think of how many um, protocols are given out that are going by these blood tests. They check calcium that way. They check magnesium that way. They check copper that way. (laughs) It's totally false information. It's usually reversed, in fact. Here's an email from Tony. Excuse me. My dad, 82, has been checked into a hospital. Um to mediate to mediate and hopefully resolve an issue he has with getting to and maintaining a normal health and healthy sodium level that leads to other problems well what is Adam's opinion on this is it a result of low hydration and poor diet so he's in the hospital because his sodium level is low man I don't know about that it's called salt is he allowed to eat salt? <laughs> and also, uh, stomach acid has a lot with sodium. You know, we, we make our stomach acid from salt. From salt, yeah. So, uh, so without salt, you have no stomach acid, or you have low stomach acid, and you have poor digestion. That explains the difference sometimes between 1.5 and 4.5 is the sodium level. Because sodium chloride, think about it. Sodium chloride goes in the stomach. What do you have there? Hydrogen oxide or hydrochloric acid. Well, the sodium joins with the chloride and makes sodium chloride baking soda, and that gets funneled into your duodenum. 
what happens to the uh, the uh, chloride? It joins with the hydrogen to make hydrogen chloride, hydrochloric acid. So you can't have stomach acid without salt of some type in your body. So, Tony, I don't do medical advice. I'm not allowed. I'm not qualified. So don't take this as medical advice. But if I were you, I'd get him out of the hospital tomorrow. <laughs> and because they're not going to help him, you know, if it's sodium, who knows? What, you know, Adam was just talking about, Tony, the blood test, and they're all bonkers. And so is sodium. It's a little low. Have them eat more, more salt. I, they, they get him in the hospital, and he may never get out of there. I mean, it's, it's dangerous in there. So that's my advice. Same thing. Ask the doctor, is, is the sodium level low in the blood cell? Is it low in the serum? Yeah. yeah. Or, and have you measured the ratio between them? And they're going to get mad. These people have no idea. <laughs> because you're challenging their authority. I've got the stethoscope. I have the white coat. <laughs> Don't fire till you see the whites of their coats. God, love them in a hospital. That's my motto. For low sodium. Oh, yeah, you know, doctors, uh, really, many of them are sincere. It's the oh, training. yeah, I know. They, they don't know. I'm, I'm not saying they're bad people, but you just can't put your, put your father's health. You can, but I wouldn't advise it into the health of these people that have not trained to do anything. They don't know what they're doing. They're not bad you people. Know, they just don't know what they're uh, doing. Take Benjamin, Benjamin Rush. He was an American hero. He signed the Declaration of Independence and all that. But he killed half of the people during the Yellow Plague. Stephen Gerard knew to not give him all those medicines. He only lost one person. Uh, Benjamin Rush lost hundreds. He lost one person, and he told him, you got to stop drinking booze or you're going to die, and the guy <laughs> wouldn't. That's the only guy. Gerard hated Benjamin Rush and Benjamin Rush the other way. Benjamin Rush was a hero. Everybody else, all the politician in Philadelphia at that time, flew. The, uh, they fleed the capital city. Rush stood there. He was working among the sick. The richest man in America at that time, Stephen Gerard, he had a lot of fortune. He dragged people out personally. He never got smallpox. He was fortunate. But, but he, his method worked. And American medicine, which is based on Benjamin Rush, does not work. Hmm. Does not you kill work. more people. You you save occasionally. You save somebody. You give chemo. It's a shock to their system. The cancer is gone. It, but what about an auto accident? It's a heck of a lot cheaper than chemo. Have you seen the bills for chemo in the hospital lately? Whoa. Here's an email for you. I just bought 48 incandescent oh, red and yellow light bulbs from my half-sister who works for a light company. Tell me the good news about that, Adam. 30 big bulbs and 18 red night lights. The good news is get a heat lamp for 12 bucks from General Electric. You could get it from Philips too, but we use the red light bulb so much it melted the red paint off mm. it. So that's why I hate to promote GE. They're a nuclear company and all, but, uh, but they make the better light bulbs. So what can and maybe maybe a listener has a, another choice besides Phillips and GE? What can this listener do with these these red and yellow? Just use them in the house? Yeah, no, heat up the place. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go for such a thing. I mean, it's a, it's like overkill. It's like a, let's see, there's a fly on the wall. I'm going to get a machine gun or a bazooka. Boom! 
Oh, the wall went, but and basically it's overkill. But it won't hurt the person. Do you like uh, you if like the red light? light? Is bright enough, it will mess with the circadian rhythm. There, there is a fallacy out there. People say if I'm surrounded by red light, it can't affect my circadian rhythm. BS. Of course it can if it's bright enough. The red light they used to do for circadian rhythms is like a Christmas bulb. And actually, these other big bulbs, like we have two of them here, uh, they won't cause a problem. But when you have all those arrays and everything, use them uh, during the day at sunrise and sunset. Otherwise, you're screwing with your biological rhythms if you don't use it at, at biological sunset and sunrise. Natural red light is in the air at that time, is in, is in the sky. If you turn around quickly, the shadows are not black, they're green. How can that be? Because we have fooled ourselves and make all these colors. Actually, the, the sky is totally red. That's been proven. It's been in Scientific American. We manufacture colors out of red light because there's no, nothing but red light at sunrise and sunset. Hmm. Okay. Perfect time for red light therapy. And if you're, at, if you're on a cloudy day, you turn. You find out when the sunrise and sunset is locally. You don't even have to look that up on Sunsink Nutrition. That's available in your local community when the time of sunrise, time of uh, sunset. Then just go and uh, turn the light on at that time for uh, in an hour. You can leave it on for an hour and not upset your rhythms. And actually, you would amplify your circadian rhythms, which makes you healthier. What about just um, these? These small red lights you can get um, uh, on specific organs. 